Mountainville Saga, Season 4, Episode 2. Season 4, Excelsior, mid-1988 to December 31, 1989. Episode 2, Different Dynamics. As the legal battle with Orange County entered a phase of more controlled conflict, PEC was able to begin to address the planning for a national event, one which would demonstrate the national significance of Eatonville, a town known to the millions of readers of Zora Neale Hurston, charismatic writer, folklorist, and anthropologist, as it was she who popularized Eatonville as, quote, the first to be incorporated, the first attempt at organized self-government on the part of Negroes in America, unquote. And yet, there was so much to consider. There was a fundamental issue of whether the Zora Neale Hurston Festival should have a separate, a distinct identity apart from Eatonville. The thinking of the friends who held this opinion was... If we focus on Zora, then we can easily garner the support and attention that we need, and then we can attach that recognition to her hometown. However, those of us from Eatonville and like-minded thinkers recognized at least two difficulties with that approach, well-intentioned though it was. First, Zora Neale Hurston and Eatonville are inextricably connected, like two sides of the same hand. She speaks of Eatonville throughout her writing, Joe Clark's store, The Lying Porch. These are Eatonville place names. Her literary classic, Their Eyes Are Watching God, one of her folklore collections, Mules and Men, her first novel, Jonas Gordvine, and on and on. They are Eatonville-based. Actually, Zora Neale Hurston single-handedly has made Eatonville a literary destination. So in terms of integrity of concept, we have, on one side of the hand, Zora, and on the other side of the hand, Eatonville. The second difficulty we recognized is the risk that, by focusing solely on Zora Neale Hurston, Eatonville would get lost. Quickly, the lines of thinking came to a unanimous conclusion, and that would be there would be no separation, no separation at all in terms of the Zora Neale Hurston National Museum or the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts, no separation in terms of fundraising effort. The first Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts would be planned and presented by the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community. That decision having been made, we moved, without skipping a beat, into several different environments, all at the same time. Looking back 33 years later at all that we faced, it is clear to me at least that we were only able to succeed because our efforts were being smiled upon by a higher power. What do I mean? All at once we entered fully three fields of endeavor at extremely high levels. The creative, K-12 through post-secondary education, and special event planning and execution. Just thinking about it now, dear listener, is exhausting. I don't want to wear out my welcome 
and or tax your patients, so I will simply give an example from each of these fields by way of illustration. In terms of the creative, we pondered the idea of the image of festival. Did we want to use her photograph or did we want an image which would be representative of her brilliance as a writer, as a folklorist, as an anthropologist? These were intense conversations. Now, I don't mean intense as an adversarial. I simply mean intense in terms of thinking how to just get it right. At last, we determined we wanted the festival image to be representative of her, as an aurora borealis, as it were, in the sense of a spectacular natural light. Then we spent a bit of time before discovering exactly what kind of artist we needed to have to represent this graphic image. It was, in fact, a graphic artist. Remember, dear listener, we were newbies. This was not just like falling out of bed for us. Clay Rivers created the Zora logo, which we still use today, along with a palette of PMS colors. And on any number of occasions, we receive compliments about the freshness of the Zora logo, which for your mind's eye, dear listener, is Zora all in caps, capital Z, capital O, capital R, capital A, with an exclamation point at the end, and that Zora is in bold red with an orange outline. The second field of endeavor, K-12 to post-secondary education, was not new to many of us, given our professions and or our backgrounds, but aligning our timeline, program content and marketing, mid to late 1988, we were still in the most preliminary stages, was a bit of a challenge. And lastly, the field of special event planning at the national level, seriously? Yes, some of us had planned and implemented conferences and other special events, and some of those at a fairly high profile. But this Zora Neale Hurston Festival was going to be a different animal, to say the least. Ultimately, the first annual Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts was a grand success. And over the coming episodes, I will endeavor to tell you the tale of just how that outcome came to pass. End of episode two. You've been listening to An Eatonville Saga. Executive producer, the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc. Podcast concept and storyteller, N.Y. Theory, Eatonville native and executive director of the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc., P.E.C. Produced and directed by Ken Moore. 2020 copyright by the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc. All rights reserved. Thanks for listening. If you would like to support our podcast by giving, you can give to PEC at www.give2pec.org. That's www.give, the number two, P-E-C, 